0: hello hello everyone Amanda Grace here and Chris is joining us for this very special interview welcome to everybody watching here in the United States and around the world Welcome to our Ark of Grace team. Thank you for helping us do what we do for the Lord. We have an incredible guest who I'm gonna bring on in just a few minutes. Rabbi Jonathan Kahn is here to talk about his new book, The Josiah Manifesto. I'm about 57 pages in, and I have to tell you, it is absolutely fascinating. And the birds are out, so you may see them during the broadcast. Rabbi Jonathan asked where the birds were, so we opened the door for the birds. So let's open up in prayer and then we will bring rabbi in so father god in the precious name of your son jesus christ we come before you we praise you you are almighty god you are high and lifted up far above every power principality and might we give you all the glory honor and praise do your precious holy name We humble ourselves before you this day, asking that the pull of the flesh becomes less in our lives. So you, your will, your power become more in our lives. We acknowledge you sent your son, Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach to the earth. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. He was the Passover lamb, the sacrifice for our sins. He willingly went to Calvary to die. He purchased us by the shedding of his blood. And that blood dripped onto the mercy seat. And when he said, it is finished, we were redeemed and an open showing spectacle was made of the enemy before all of creation father we praise you that he rose again in three days ascended back into heaven took his victorious rightful place at the right hand of the Father, where he rules and reigns forevermore. And we honor that before you this day. Father, we invite your presence, the presence of Ruach Elohim, and the presence of the Holy Spirit, the Ruach HaKadosh, to fill this place, Father God, that the weight of your glory would fall, that the power of your presence would move, that you would lead and guide us in all wisdom, counsel, might, power, and the reverential fear of the Lord. By the power of the blood of Jesus Christ, by the spirit of the one true living God, may only the truth and power of Almighty God with authority, Father, now come forth in Jesus' name. Lord, take all the glory for yourself. You are the potter. We are merely the clay. You are the author and finisher of our faith. And we say this day, which means come to us, Lord, in the precious name of Jesus Christ, Yeshua. Amen and amen. 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 Praise the Lord. I always like to open up in prayer and just hand it over to the Lord. I find things go so much better that way. And now let us bring in Rabbi Jonathan Kahn.
1: Hey, Amanda. Great to be with you.
0: Hello. Oh, so to wonderful to have you. you back.
1: It's always special. You have one of the most special programs God has given you. It's always special. Oh, and I, I, Thank I, you. I worked like surprised when I saw Noble the pig. I didn't know about that. <laughs> I heard about Cyrus, heard about
0: Moses, did not hear about Noble noble sends his regards okay he's doing great (laughs) he's like the mayor around here so (laughs) he is he's like noble used to visit nursing homes when he was younger to go visit the patients we would take him before covid which we're this is very interesting tie the book and we'll get into that but we used to take him okay (laughs) (laughs) interesting fun fact about noble so wonderful to have you back
1: yes to Always
0: discuss wanted. this w- amazing book I'm, i told him i'm 57 pages in to this book and it is fascinating called the mm-hmm. josiah manifesto and mm-hmm. so i love that's like the altar breaking right is that yes. like the picture yes yes, yes.
1: yes exactly which, okay. which all, all kind of it all kind of converges to that so yes absolutely
0: Okay. And so we're gonna we're gonna get into this with you because I know there's a lot to talk about here
1: yeah.
0: about this amazing book. And so let's talk about first what the Josiah manifesto is going to reveal to the readers.
1: Yeah, this this actually, Amanda, this actually came to me when I finished the last words of the return of the gods that very mm-hmm. day. It's never happened before, where the Lord we very strong from the Lord. This is this, you gotta do this. This is. This is not only mysteries, but also an answer. So I would say this: What if God was pointing us to uh, giving us a revelation about not only what is happening prophetically, where it's going prophetically, how to be ready, how to be prepared? An answer, a guide, a blueprint um, for the days ahead and and for the end times. What do we need to know um, to prevail, to stand, to to uh, to do what God's called us to do Amen. for this hour? Um, what if he was revealing that? What if behind you know the events of our time, what we've just all been through, what if there was an ancient mystery and that an ancient calendar that gave actually not only what was going to happen but the the times of when it was going to happen? This is what the Josiah Manifesto is going to open up, and it's kind of very much like as you know you started it. It's kind of like taking going on a prophetic journey of mysteries that are all going to come together. Um. Actually, there are mysteries from uh, the other books that I've done, from the Harbinger to the Paradox mm-hmm. Oracle, that are also going to be coming together in this in the Josiah Manifesto. Um, and then when they come together, they're going to open up a key, and the key is going to open up the blueprint, which is why it's called the Josiah Manifesto. The last part of it is—I mean, the first part are the mysteries and the journey and and all those things, but then it's going to open up the blueprint about what do we do? Is God actually giving us a blueprint, a template? For the days ahead, for in, in every part of our lives, so that's that's kind of low. So that makes it so it's a bit different, um, but it's also it, like the other books. There's always revelation, you know.
0: You know what I call it because I do these in teachings a lot. A prophetic connect the dots. Yes, this connects yeah. to this, which leads to this, which leads to yes. this happening. Uh, yeah. and, and so then people get to see the whole picture ultimately yes. and put everything together. Yeah. So this begins, which I found this really okay. interesting, that it begins on the island of Cuba. So you you start <laughs> about this trip, this incredible prophetic trip you had to Cuba, and you yeah. gave a special prophetic object to Fidel Castro. You did yeah. that. So let, so how about we talk yeah. about what happened and how yeah. this opens up the start of this mystery?
1: Yeah, yeah. And there's so much to it, you know, because you just read it. But, you know, there's so much to what mm-hmm. happened there. I mean, supernaturally. But I was asked by God's grace to go there when Fidel Castro said he was going to open up the island for one month for the gospel. And they asked me to come. The Christians asked me to come to open it up with the sound of the shofar. And so I, I did and I journeyed through, this, through the island for this one month of this. And it ended up in Revolution Square. Um, in Havana. Mm-hmm. And actually, Fidel Castro showed up. And he didn't do anything, he just showed up. But the thing is that I was asked to go, I was invited to go to his palace, his presidential palace, and to bring... I, I came, I knew it was going to happen beforehand, because someone had given me a word. And so I was I was prepared to bring him three gifts. And one gift was the Bible, uh, which was banned in Cuba. The mm-hmm. other was a prophetic object and a prophetic message. A pred- pred- the, the message was on a sheet. Um, and the thing was, so just to say this, there's so much, but just to say this here, is that the the message and the object were linked to the Jubilee, the biblical Jubilee, which is mm-hmm. the message I was I was led to bring to Cuba. And the thing was, this would give the key to exactly how much time Fidel Castro would have left before his power would be taken away, Mm. before he would actually be removed from power because of all sorts of things. So the thing was, it actually, the mystery of God from Leviticus and what I gave him, actually gave the the, the, the year that his power would end, the day it would end, and the hour it would end. You know, I mean, the even going back to the revolution. I mean, everything went back there, so it's amazing. So, and the thing, and the reason in there, it opens up that way because this opens up another side of the mystery that people don't realize: the jubilee. When we think of the jubilee, we think, okay, it's great. You know, we get restored, we get set free, and that's all true. But there's another side to the jubilee, and that is that you know, if you lost your land, you got it back. Mm -hmm. Yes. But if you took something that didn't belong to you, you, had somebody else's land, like Fidel Castro did, taking Cuba. Then in the year of Jubilee, it was it was removed, it was taken from you. It was also a year of restitution. And so that's the kind of judgment side. And that side is what they're, both sides are going to come true for America, but that side is what's going to open up this whole other mystery, which is what we've all been through with COVID and all those things that there actually is an amazing mystery to it that's so precise. I mean, it's it's pretty mind-boggling.
0: You know what's interesting too, which I thought of I made the connection. It was two thousand eight, correct? When Fidel Castro, is that right? The year two thousand eight, that he yes. stepped down. Yes. Okay. Yes. That was also the year in America that the banking crisis happened.
1: That was a shemitah. That was the year of the shemitah. Yes. the year when everything collapsed uh-huh. on that seven-year cycle, absolutely. And mm-hmm. by the way, that's great you say because because on one hand you have a jubilee which is linked to his the revolution. But mm-hmm. then you have the Shemitah. And by the way, the Shemitah is linked to the Jubilee too, because you have seven Shemitahs, yes. mm-hmm. the Jubilee Sabbath year. Jubilee. And it's also a year of release. Both both Jubilee and Shemitah and are the year of release. So there was a release in Cuba, and there was a release in our financial realm. That's absolutely correct.
0: Yeah, I found that. I, I just made the connection yeah. by my reading. It. And I I have to bring this up to him when, when, yeah. when we talk. Yeah. So th- the book, because you had you had mentioned COVID, so it begins to reveal these amazing discoveries behind the coming plague to America. So I'm going to let you highlight some of the most important yeah. parts of this.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The thing is we have the Jubilee. So you got the 50 year kind of mystery of God, and but mm-hmm. then there's another principle in the Bible. And that is, it's a very hard principle. It's a very true principle. And that is that it, whatever you, a nation does to its children, it's going to come back. You know, if you take the lives of your children, it's coming back to you. Jeremiah said that over the Valley of Hinnom, where they were killing their children, offering their children up. He -hmm. said, you know, you've done this. And so now it's coming back and this is going to become the Valley of your slaughter. So so that's another principle in in the Bible. Now you put it together and you have, you know, and you have the Jubilee, what you take will be taken from you in the year of Jubilee. So we took life. When did America begin taking the lives of its children on demand? It wasn't 73, Ro, that's Roe versus Wade. That's when it was all over the country. But it began in 1970. That's when we began abortion on demand. Mm-hmm. That's the year. And the thing is that, so what that would say is, when is the year of Jubilee from that? What's the Jubilee year? Well, 50 years later is 2020. Did anything come to America in 2020? What came mm-hmm. to America was a plague. And actually, yes. we took life. So and now life was taken. And the thing is that when Jeremiah prophesies this, he actually says one of the ways it's going to come back to you is by something in Hebrew called de, the dever Gadol, which means a great plague or, or a great pandemic. Well, that's exactly what happened. But it's even more specific because the actual day that abortion on demand first began its entrance in America was January 20th, 1970, when uh, the bill came up in New York that was going to legalize the abortion for the first time and it was going to be actually the prototype for Roe versus Wade. So it all began January 20th. That was the entrance. So what happens if you go 50 years later, it takes you to January 20th, 2020. Anything Mm happened? January 20th, 2020 is the day that the plague makes its entrance in America. 50 years to the day of when the killing of children did. It comes, and that was patient zero
0: right on that day, to the day. Who Mm. came back from Wuhan visiting family. Yes. And he came back, yes, and he became known as patient zero. I'm going to read a quick excerpt because I think this is real important to what you're talking about from page 43 of the Josiah Manifesto. Abortion is specifically the sin of the older against the younger the older lives and the younger dies in 2020 the jubilee of abortion the dynamic was reversed the plague overwhelmingly spared the young and overwhelmingly focused its its fury of the on the old
1: yeah yeah i didn't mean yeah that's uh, you know that is it's all a reverse it was almost a biblical dynamic where a plague is focusing on, on, on areas, you know, regions and people. Yeah. It was actually the generation that brought abortion. You know, this is this generation that, you know, in in America particularly, but also in the world has killed more children than any other generation ever. And it was just reaching its, its, its finish. I mean, every, everyone alive is from that 50 years is from when it was legalized. And so, I mean, from that period. So, it was, they were the ones who actually did it were reaching the end part and it specifically struck the end. And not, I'm throwing this in too, is, in, that is that, you know, what is, you know, abortion keeps the baby from ever breathing its first breath and its lungs never clear to breathe its first breath. COVID was the opposite. It filled the lungs where you, where it, it took the breath away. So everything is most. like, exactly. Exact yeah.
0: Yeah. Yes. You know, interestingly enough, when you started talking about New York, because we live in New York, I was yeah. born in the Bronx, New York. And I'm from, I'm from New York, too. Oh, right. I see. See, we're, we're like distant cousins. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> and so I started to realize why the Lord prophetically raises people up out of New York and positions them there with what happened. Like when I started to read this, I started to realize why the lord wants people in the prophetic position in new york especially given the history of what's happened and so you talk about the ancient valley of hinam which jeremiah i believe was the one overlooking that valley yes and you put the connection to new york which has to do with them passing yeah the abortion bill
1: yeah, well, and 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 even more, and you know, you know, remember, and also another uh, one other date that everybody could remember is, you know, I, I mentioned when when the the abortion first entered and when the plague first entered, but everybody, when when the plague actually fell on us, it was March, and remember, that yes. everything shut down. Trump went on the air, and then uh, on that one day, America was quarantined. The, the lockdowns came, you know, the stock market crashed, you know, the, the president, all that. They called it the day that changed everything. It was March eleventh, 2020. March eleventh. Go back 50 years. It takes you to March eleventh, 1970. Anything happened? March eleventh, 1970 is the exact date that abortion on demand began on American soil. Now it comes back on the exact same day to everybody. Now, it's not only the, as you're saying, it's not only the time, it's the place. Because Jeremiah said that it's going to come back to the very place where you killed the children. You know, mm-hmm. that's where the slaughter's coming. Well, you know, what place, you know, at, uh, not only did New York pioneer abortion on the American continent, but and also it also was the most crucial state for that. But not only that, it has remained the abortion capital of America. More children are have been killed in New York than any other place. So, mm-hmm. that w- so what might we expect? Horrible. That this plague that comes is going to focus on New York. It's exactly what happened. It comes to America, America becomes the center of the plague. And then then just then the center becomes New York. This little tiny sliver of the world becomes the center. In fact, in fact, one out of every two people who were struck by this at that time were in New York. That's how much it was New York. Not only that, but at one point it passes, it reaches its milestone where more there's more cases of this in New York than any other nation on earth. New York. And that was that was April 10th. That's when it reached the milestone. Go back 50 years, April 10th, 20, 1970, anything happened? April 10th, 1970 is the day that New York, New York legalized abortion. 50 years again to the exact date. Wow.
0: Isn't that interesting? April 10th. Not far from Passover. Oh, yeah. Isn't oh, that gonna- it
1: yeah, Amanda. I mean, we're not we're not there yet because I know you haven't read it yet. But we're it's what you just said. Well, I guess it's because you're prophetic. But <laughs> yeah, it's, it's gonna it's gonna. I promise you, as we go forward forward, it's okay. gonna connect there too. Yeah.
0: Okay. Good. So now this, I want to know. I haven't gotten to this part yet, but this is fascinating. So January sixth, we know what happened on Capitol Hill. Yeah now interestingly enough i had had a dream prior to that two weeks prior to january 6th where i was sitting in an area that overlooked what seemed to be washington dc and i heard the words georgia and pennsylvania uttered and then this weird military phone appeared in my hand Hmm. and i heard a loud voice yell call the Capitol," and i woke up and this was two weeks before january 6 occurred so yeah. what happened with January 6th on Capitol Hill, start by telling us the mystery of Donald Trump.
1: Yes. And and you know, yeah, you know, but I said that that you know all the other books that I've written, many of the mysteries that began are converging here because they came true after. And yes. one of those books is called The Paradigm. And the what what came true was after I wrote the paradigm, but it's in there. And The paradigm is showing that in the that actually when you look at the leaders of our time. It's amazing because they're actually following these prototype leaders in from the Bible at one particular time when Israel was falling away from God, mm-hmm. and one of them is, and this is the, this is the mystery behind Donald Trump for America, and that is the man called Jehu. Jehu was wild; he was unpredictable. Mm-hmm. You never knew what he was going to do next. That's Donald Trump. He was mm-hmm. a he wasn't a politician. He was a fighter. Well, Donald Trump fights with everybody, you know, and he was. <laughs> But he was anointed to be used of God. Now, we don't know where Jehu was at with God. We don't know. But we know he was used by God. So it doesn't matter what you think of Donald Trump. The fact is, that it's, it's about it being a vessel. Now, the thing is that Jehu is called to rise to the throne. So he's, he gets in his chariot, begins a race to the throne. Donald Trump begins his race. Uh, Jehu makes a, makes a, uh, an alliance with the religious conservatives of the land in order to get to the, the throne. So did Donald Trump. And 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 in order before Jehu could take power, there was one last opponent, and you know what it was? Who it was? It was the, the former first lady of the nation, and so Donald Trump, also former first lady. In the case of the Bible, it was Jezebel, but here, but actually, Jezebel was for Baal worship, and that's the offering of the children. Mm-hmm. Hillary Clinton was also is the the key a, a proponent of abortion. So you have yeah, you was. have a modern day Jehu, you have a modern mm-hmm. day Jezebel. All right, so everybody was saying Hillary Clinton's gonna win, but the but the but the Bible, the the paradigm says that the Jehu's gonna win. So he he does. Now, one thing now, what happens is that when he gets to the capital, he sees a a temp large temple of Baal, and Jehu, you know, they're killing children there. He he destroys it, he brings it down. Interesting thing, when Donald Trump began his rise, because the paradigm is when Jehu rises, the temple of Baal falls. So when Donald Trump began his rise in in the summer of 2015, turns out there was an ancient temple of Baal that's existed for almost 2,000 years in Syria. When he begins his rise two months later, that temple of Baal falls to the earth. Jehu rises, the temple of Baal falls. Mm -hmm. But here's another thing about it. Now let's go to January 6th. Now that, that was the beginning of his term. This is the end of his term. And it's the same dynamics come back. There's in the paradigm of Jehu in the Bible, Jehu calls for a gathering of people from around the nation to come to the capital city. So Donald Trump calls for the people to come to the capital city. The people of Jehu in the, gather around this great capital mm-hmm. building. So the people of Trump gather around the capital building. At one, there, there are proceedings going on in that capital building, mm-hmm. when, when, in Jehu's case, so with Trump. Then the people of Jehu, they end up, they enter the building. They uh, they go in, and while the proceedings are going on. Now I'm not. This is not judging one way or the other. Talking about that, but it's simply telling you the paradigm. And so so all these things happen. It's exact. But the other thing is that that week of January sixth, the Capitol Police they announced how many people they had arrested on site, and they made the headlines. It was they we have arrested eighty people. Eighty people. Go to the account of the Bible. It says the word shmonim ish. It says how many people? It says eighty people. Same exact. Wow. Number. wow number now the other thing the other thing Amanda is that if you remember that week the new Democratic Congress took over and their agenda was abortion was sexual immorality and that's the mm-hmm. agenda of bail so you got this war against bail. Yes. actually the other thing is that this object appears in America in the time of Trump and you know what it was it appears in New York when he was about to become president it's it's a it's an ancient object. It's the, it's the arch of Baal from the temple that was destroyed when Mm -hmm. Trump began his rise. And so it was like a war going on over the lives Mm -hmm. of the children. And then, you know, the other thing is it's saying, and I didn't know this when I wrote the paradigm, but it was all foreshadowed. And that is that if, if Jehu's the one who comes against the temple of Baal, it means the modern day Jehu is going to be, have a, a specific role in taking down a Temple of Bail. You know what the Temple of Bail is for America? It was Roe versus Wade, that in that which they, we killed the children. So it's not an accident that Trump mm. was crucial in taking down yes. Roe versus Wade. And when, when mm. one of his appointments, who was going to be part of that, which was Kavanaugh yes. on Capitol Hill, remember all hell broke loose on that Capitol because it was because this issue. While in the middle of that hearing, an object appears now in Washington. It's the Arch of Baal appears mm-hmm. in Washington. And so it, it's about a warfare. So we're in a war. You know, this is a spiritual battle that's ultimately going to lead to some something very dramatic.
0: Yes, and and it, you know, it's something interesting that I actually discovered just the other day. So, Jay, whose reign was twenty eight years, biblically yes. speaking. Okay, the last term when Bill and Hillary Clinton took office was nineteen ninety six. Yes, this election cycle in twenty twenty four will be twenty eight. Yes years. That's right.
1: That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Well, we're on the same page, Amanda, because, <laughs> because people ask me, and you know, we, and we're not, you know, so we're not predicting saying something has happened. But you're the only other person because I really think you're prophetic. So the thing right. is that, that that because people ask me, well, what do you, you know, what about Trump? I said, well, listen, you know, we gotta pray. We gotta pray. I can't, but I will say this, and what I say is that Jehu's years are 28, and and it doesn't have to be, but if he if he is elected his year will be 28. That's right. At the end. Yeah. Yeah. I
0: know. Interesting. Right. It's just fascinating the way it all put put together like a puzzle, which I love. I love that stuff. That's all my wheelhouse, but okay. So now there's, because there's this interesting, which I'm not familiar with this particular case, but you talk about Dobbs versus Jackson, the case that overturned Roe yes. versus Wade. Yes. Was this also a part of this mystery?
1: Yeah, it's amazing because you know, on one on one side of the Jubilee, it's you know, I said restitution, there's a judgment side. The other side, of course, is redemption and restoration. This is the other thing that came out of it. You know, it you know, the the answer on the year of Jubilee for abortion, it began with COVID. So it's kind of an answer. But then out of all these things, COVID at the end of this thing came a redemption, which was the overturning of Roe versus Wade in an, in another one of the years of Jubilee. So the amazing thing is God uses the same thing to overturn things, so he uses a case, a court case. Now the thing is, when Roe versus Wade was sent to the Supreme Court in, in 1970 in the summer, well, 50 years later in the summer of 2020, this other case is sent to the Supreme Court in the Jubilee. Then Roe versus Wade was received by the Supreme Court, taken up in the in May of 71. Mm-hmm. Go 50 years forward it takes you to May 2021 guess what the other case is now received by the Supreme Court mm-hmm. Roe versus Wade was heard got its hearing uh, in January in December of 20, of 1971 20 50 years later comes December 20 of 2021 guess what that's when this other case gets its hearing and everything is 50 years apart everything that's is amazing. the jubilee in fact remember that before this case before it came out It was leaked to the press. There was a big leak, right? Mm -hmm. If you go back fifty years, yes, I remember
0: that they couldn't figure
1: out who did the leak. That's right. And if you go back fifty years before, guess what? Just before Roe v.ersus Wade came out, it was leaked. Fifty years apart. And so, and when finally Roe v.ersus Wade was overturned, you know what? If you go by Leviticus, the Jubilee of Roe v.ersus Wade. Now, what it takes you to, it's the year that began it began January 22nd, 2022, went to January 22nd, 2023. That is the Jubilee year of Roe versus Wade. Right in the middle of it, Roe versus Wade is overturned. According to the mystery of the jubilee. Wow, <laughs>
0: that is amazing. And while we're talking, Jonathan, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna have put up where they can get this book. Oh, good. Because I want yeah. people to know when we can put it up. We can put it up on the screen where they can get this book as we're talking. Yeah, um, it looks it looks like this. You know, yeah. it looks like this is Oh, you got you got
1: yeah. It looks like this. <laughs> it's everywhere. I pray that people also get it for people in their life, whether if they're not a believer. Mm-hmm. This is, a, but also if they are a believer, to be ready.
0: Exactly. This is what it's about. Equipping the saints. That's what it's about. We have to be equipped. We have to be, you don't go to war without being equipped. You need to be equipped. So we're going to take a trip to the Hebrew calendar for a second, Uh which I love. (laughs) I'm all about that. The mystery of Adar 13 and Sivan 23.
1: Okay. This Amanda is the book of Esther and book Mm -hmm. of Esther. It talks about two decrees. The first decree is that of Haman and it's going to bring, it's to bring death and destruction. It is linked to Adar thirteen. Now a Dar thirteen, that's Hebrew. And of course, in our count, it's the it's the thirteenth day, twelfth month. Just remember, that's the day of a decree of death and destruction. Thirteenth mm-hmm. day, twelfth month. Guess what? Uh, Roe versus Wade was was tried before the, was heard before the Supreme Court. That it would be it would go forward. It was on. December 13th, the 13th day of the 12th month, day of the evil decree that brings death and destruction. But then there's the other decree that Mordecai issues with with Esther that's going to undo the decree of Haman of death and destruction. When is that issue? Well, the the book of Esther says it was on Sivan 23. Sivan 23. This other case that is going to undo Roe versus Wade is sent to the Supreme Court on June 15th, but on the Hebrew calendar... It was Sivan 23, the day of the decree that undoes, overturns the evil decree of death. That's exactly when it went forth. Oh,
0: That's amazing. And, you know, I, I saw something and I was like, I just I just stopped for a minute because the New York court case. OK, and I'll just do this as a sidebar just for a second. The New York court case that they're bringing against Donald Trump is set to take place the day after Purim 2024 the day after porum the well, day
1: could, after porum well that could be a good sign you, yes. know, you know you know i mean you know you know i mean Haman. Uh, you know he he actually he appointed that day a long to, a long time before it happened you know but it ended up being turned around so yes let's
0: see I just wanted to point that out. I thought it was fascinating. Okay. Yeah. So the connection between, I know, and, and 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 I know you can quote the scripture here, the book of Leviticus. Yeah. The connection between the overturning of Roe versus Wade and the actual scripture in Leviticus.
1: Yeah. Well, Leviticus, Leviticus is what gives the, you know, it's, it says you will count seven times seven years. And then, you know, and then this, then comes the 50th year. Now, just, just a note for people in looking at this. It's not like when we think of birthdays, we think, hey, I turned 50, and that no, that you've completed your 50th year when you turn 50. So that so that 50th year is that begins on the 49 is completed, and then that. And so that's why it was right in the center of that year of the Jubilee that Rover's weight is overturned. So you got, you know, it's amazing because this whole mystery, in a sense, begins when we talked before, like that first day in 20 of, of of when abortion first made its entrance, that's when the plague comes, you know, mm-hmm. in that jubilee. And then it kind of comes to its conclusion with a jubilee of Roe versus Wade and it's overturned. So you got, you got death on one hand, but you got life on the other. Amen.
0: Yes. Behold, I said before you, life yes. and death. <laughs> that's right. Yes.
1: Yeah.
0: Now, Amy Coney Barrett, Judge nice. Amy Coney Barrett plays a role in this.
1: Yeah, well, you know, there's a principle, and in in this part, when you get to the book, it's the section called "Child, the Child of the Nile," and that is that when you look at, you know, the very first war against babies was Egypt when they they threw the Hebrew babies into the Nile, um, and the thing is that the, one of those babies was in the Nile too, but he was Moses, and he ended up surviving, and he ended up becoming the prince who ends up overturning the breaking the power of Egypt that that tried to kill him and the and and the babies. So. There's a principle. Does America have a child of the Nile? And the answer is yes. It's a child who's going to be born in the midst of the slaughter. And the first one, the thing is that, and it was a girl, and it was Amy Barrett. She's the first Supreme Court Justice to be born when it was legal to kill her, when she could have been killed. Wow. And she's actually born in that three year period that of that, uh, from the entrance of abortion to Roe versus Wade, she's actually born when Roe versus Wade is being heard in the Supreme Court. She's born right in between the two hearings. And so she's the one appointed to go to the Supreme Court. She becomes the Supreme Court justice, appointed by the modern day Jehu, who's about pulling down the Temple <laughs> of Baal. And so she's the it's all these mysteries coming together. And she then, and the thing is, you know, she's the one who's going to cast the vote, the one vote. She's the last one. She cast the vote that's going to overturn abortion. And you know what? When she did it, she did it when she was in her Jubilee year, her year of Jubilee.
0: Wow. That's amazing.
1: She, she was, yeah, she was, I mean, she was nominated by Trump. I mean, Trump, the the Mm -hmm. J who went on the year of abortions Jubilee, and then she overturned it in her year of Jubilee.
0: That is amazing. Just the, 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 the thread that sure. just goes through all of this is absolutely amazing. Now, you write that the, the events that shook America were actually foretold and appointed by an ancient calendar, starting with uh, a plague. So tell us what happened, this ancient calendar. Yeah,
1: and this is where you, Amanda, when you, you alluded to this, I said, okay, <laughs> we're going to get there. Well, yes. this is it. This, this mm-hmm. is called the mystery of days. And the amazing thing is all these shakings that have been coming on America – Are actually were actually you know for uh, they were actually told of that what what the nature of them and the timing of them. I'll give you an example in that year. What's the first of all God's appointed days? It's Passover. Mm -hmm. What's unique about Passover Mm -hmm. among other things? It's the only holy day that's linked to a plague. I mean, the whole Passover the word is linked to a plague. Passing on. So the thing is that so so here's the thing. It's about a plague, and it's also think about it, it's the first national lockdown in world history. God says, go into your house, stay Mm -hmm. in your house until the plague passes over. So now, listen, Passover comes when it's it's always March, April. And in that year, it comes, when it comes, it comes just as the plague has fallen on the, the nation and the lockdown has fallen on the nation. So now you got Jewish people all over America, all over the world, but all over America, they're in their homes they are celebrating Passover. They're telling wow. the story of how a plague passed through the land when they were locked down in their houses. Mm. And a plague is passing through the land and, while they're locked down in the houses. I mean, wow. everything is, we're reliving Passover, you know. Mm. And it's amazing because, you know, when you look about it, you look at it, you know, America and much of the world, the West, they, they've turned away from the land. They, they've yes. turned away from the Passover. So yeah. now we're all brought yeah. back to the land. We need the mm. land. We're all brought back Amen. to Passover, the whole world. Now, mm-hmm. but I'm going real quick. I'm just touching on it. Next okay. one. Next one is called Shavuot. Next appointed day of God. Yes. It's also mm-hmm. known as Pentecost. What mm-hmm. is Pentecost? Pentecost is the day of the fire of God comes down. The fire of the Spirit. The tongues uh, yep. of fire. A backfire. Mm-hmm. Well, as it mm-hmm. yeah. But now it's going to come in the form of judgment. When it comes, when it comes, the t- day of fire, the time of fire. All of a sudden, a fire. Now the next shaking is fire. Fire breaks out in America. The cities are set on fire. Oh, we have the summer of rage. You know, Pentecost Shavuot ushers in the summer. The heart. Yes. Well, this usher. The, you know, here's the thing. Not only that, but the actual day that Shavuot begins, May 28th, the the Jewish people are lighting fires, candles as they they they, they begin it. And that very night is the night that it exploded all over. That's when the when the pol- the state the police station went on fire. That's when the other cities went on fire. And it follows exactly. There's more to it, linked to breath too, but I won't go into it. But for the time, then at the end of the at the end of the summer comes the next appointed day, and what is it? It's the Feast of Trumpets, and we're right. approaching we're approaching it right now. You know, we are. Feast of Trumpets, and Feast of Trumpets is called Yom HaDin, which means the Day of Judgment for the Jewish people. That's the day when God is in His in the High Court of Heaven. And he he judges, and you know, and you got to get right with God. It's like a shadow of the day of judgment. You got to get right. And it, and so the thing is, it's about the court of God and the, and the judge of of the universe. Well, amazing because all, all all eyes in the Jewish world turn to that the court of God, the high court. Well, um, when it comes when it comes that year, all eyes turn to the high court of America because God, God does something on that day. Is the day it says He determines then. will pass from the earth on that day he determined that one of the justices would pass from the earth on the day of the feast of trumpets which is ruth ginsburg she passes from the earth and that very act you know on that day you know that you know that very act is what ends up opening the door for overturning roe versus wade on the Feast of Trumpets. That's and the, amazing. And the thing is, think about it, because it's the Supreme Court that legalized, you know, Roe versus Wade. So God is saying, you know what? You're not the final court. I am the final court. This is the final Amen. judge. Amen. And, and I, I will judge for those babies, you know. And so now, so that happens. And that, and the thing is that one of the prayers that is prayed on, on the Feast of Trumpets is, Lord, Lord, overturn the evil of the decree. And that, mm. so it begins on that day, mm. and it's also, as you know, the Feast of Trumpets begins the days of awe and repentance. So ten days of awe, yes. Mm-hmm. You turn from your evil, and that very act on that night is what over what opened the door for America to turn from that evil.
0: That's mm. so. That would be the day of turning. Yes.
1: Yeah. Well, no. It's a y- yes and no. It, okay. It begins, it begins the days of turning or repentance. But there's one day that's that's specifically, and, and let, me, let me put it this way. I don't know if you, I don't know, Amanda, if you re- remembered it, but at that time, in the midst of that year, I and some others were led to call for a National Day of Prayer and Repentance. Yes, I remember, well, yes. Mm-hmm. It was called The Return, and we we're on the National Mall, and there were millions taking part of it. And the whole thing was, you know, turning America, intercede, pray, return. Well, and we planned this like 2 years before, you know, but it ended up it turned out that that day that was chosen ends up being the Hebrew day that's called Shabbat Shiva, the day of the return. We didn't know it, but it was the day wow. of the, return on the and also means the day of turning. Well, on um, on that very day, Trump, the president, this Jehu ends up choosing a day, well he chose a day on which to really he's going to set in motion The overturning of Rover's Wing with that final vote with the child of the Nile, Amy Barrett. Here's the Jehu. They're all, and you know, the day he chose was the day of turning, the turning of a nation. That was the day the turning began. You know, he set in motion. He had no idea. And here's the other thing. So we're on the Capitol Mall. We are praying. And at the end, I said, you know, we got to seal all these prayers. And I I believe it's not just that, it was the prayers of 50 years of, of. Against abortion. That's right. But mm-hmm. we're praying. And I, I said, okay, we got to do it with God's sign, God's power. So I said, we got to call up the shofar blowers. So I called up these men. They get on there with the toilets of the shofars. I said, now we seal all our the prayers we have prayed. And now let the power of God go forth. And I said, go. Okay. I said, go. They sound the shofar and the people shout, Jericho. Hmm. Okay. Okay. At this, on the White House lawn is Trump the American Jehu is Amy Barrett, the American child of the Nile. And he is about to set in motion the overturning of abortion. That's the vote. And mm. he does it at the exact moment of the trumpets. And mm. the thing is That's that, that the trumpets blow at five o'clock, four minutes and 33 seconds. Trump opens his mouth five o'clock, four minutes and the 33rd second. And as he does, the thing is, That moment was the very moment, the the overturning began with the sound of God, the sound of his power, the sound of Jericho. And here, I'm throwing this in for you because I don't, and that is that here we're on the, we're on that small. And you know, there was, I just called people up. There were six guys, you know, with the tablet. I would have liked seven, you know, because, you know, Jericho, seven (laughs) guys, seven, seven, eight. Uh I would like like seven, but we had six. But here's the thing, (laughs) God is so amazing. At the moment I said for the trumpets to blow, the Trump at the White House sounded. He was the seventh trumpet. The president—that's amazing. <laughs> it <was> the Trump. <laughs> His name means Trump. It's Trump. The seventh Trump sounds, and 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 it was the year of jubilee of abortion. And when the Trump sounds the year of jubilee, there's going to be an overturning. There's going to be, a, and that's what's set it in motion on the day of turning with the with the child of the
0: Nile, with Jehu, with everything coming together. I mean, only God could do that. So now there is a deeper prophetic meaning to Trump shall become a trumpet. Trump <laughs> yeah. shall be a trumpet. Think about that for a minute. Just that came to me. Just think about that for a minute.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? You know what, Amanda? You know, this is where the, even I, uh, I did a book called The Oracle, which are the mysteries of Israel. But Trump was used in the year of, of Israel's Jubilee in se- 2017. Every 50 years, something happens with Israel. He was used to sound for Jerusalem to go back. That was a jubilee. Now, in now with abortion jubilee, he also sounded, and that set in motion. So even when he wasn't president, it set in motion the overturning oh, wow. of the jubilee. Oh, Amen.
0: That is absolutely amazing, and praise God it did the over uh, the overturning because yes. it had to happen. It had yes. to happen. Yes. Um, so the Phineas factor. Yes.
1: Okay. All right. Uh, it is the day that abort, that they struck down Rover's Wade. I get the news, I'm in an airport. I look at my cell phone and a scripture comes up that I didn't look for. It just pops up and it's all about Phineas. Now, Phineas, interesting is the guy who, when Israel sinned, a plague came on Israel. Phineas took a righteous action and turned back the plague. Is that, that's what it said. That's what I'm, that scripture said. I said, interesting. So I looked and was there a time that this, that this plague turned back? Well, there was in... Now, before I say it, you know, the 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 ruling came in June, but it was voted on earlier. It was actually sealed. And and Judge Justice Samuel Alito, he wrote the decision and he wrote it in January of 2022. He finished it around the beginning of February. And that's when it got leaked. You know, I mean, later on, got, you know, I mean, later on got leaked what he actually did. OK, so he finished the ruling that's going to do it. That's going to you know turn away. And that was in j- late January and early February. Well, if you look at COVID, COVID reached its peak in January of 2022. It was three times higher than it had ever been. It would mm-hmm. look like it was going to go on for years. All of a sudden, you know, Alito finishes the decision and it plummets. It plummets to one eighth. Within a few weeks, it's one eighth and it never came back to where it was. And the and the death rate, here's the here's this is the CDC. The death rate. It says, "Well, the death rate reaches peak and also plummeted just like just like that." And it and it's the CDC identifies the week. It's the week ending January twenty second. They gave a date. January twenty second is the beginning of the jubilee of Roe versus Wade. On the day it collapsed. Amazing. Yeah. Wow.
0: That is amazing. Thank
1: you, Lord.
0: Now the the broken altar has a lot to do with this too, which is actually on the front of the book.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The broken (laughs) altar. That's it. Okay. And again, you're the only and again, Amanda, I get, you know, you're the only one who said, you know, that's got to be the broken altar. Yes. <laughs> okay. What this is, you know, one this is one of the most important signs in the Bible. It actually yes. comes up many times. When they break an altar, they break mm-hmm. the altar, something major is going on. And the thing is that that actually went. you know, back then, the sign of revival wasn't a gospel crusade, 10 crusade, which are great. It was the broken altar. Yes. Because when when you when you repent, you break the altars. Actually, I'm gonna throw this in. You're you're very prophetic, and so I'm gonna to throw this in. I was given a prophecy when I was when I started started writing the return of the gods and nobody knew it. A guy in my car, uh, one of my ministers knew he never did. It. He came to me, he said, I saw a vision of you, and you're giving a word that you're in front of all these altars of these gods, and you gave God said, Prophesy, speak a word to the altars, and you spoke a word. And when you did, the altars all broke in two, and spirits went out, and then I saw the shadow, the signs of revival. Well, wow, the day wow, that wow. I finished the return of the gods, that was the return of the gods. He didn't know it was about. The altars, the gods. The mm-hmm. day I finished the return of the gods. Is the day that the altar was broken of Roe versus Wade. It was the day that, that was that's
0: amazing. And so and
1: so it God is saying so the, the the here it's gonna come all together, and that is that it's a sign. Number one, it's the sign of Josiah. Because Josiah, more than anybody else in the Bible, is linked to the broken altar. The prophecy of his birth came over the broken altar. And then he's the one who mm-hmm. went down to the valley of Hinnom and he actually ended those altars. He went all over the place. Yeah. Well, the thing is that here's the thing. This, we are at, what it's revealing, we're at the Josiah moment. The Josiah moment is when, you know, he lived in a time that they knew God originally, but they apostatized. So yes. they, they were mm-hmm. they were offering their children sexual immorality, gender confusion, all these things. And mm-hmm. yet it looked like it was gone. It, judgment was about to fall, you know, but God raises up this one guy, Josiah. And this one guy, I mean, his father was evil. His grandfather was apostate. And yet he ends up turning around the entire course. And so what is, so here's the thing. We're at the Josiah moment. And that is on one hand, we stand at judgment. On the other hand, God was giving a last chance to, yes. to that nation. And, and, and so here's where we are. We're like between life and death. As, we, as you said, life and death. And the thing mm-hmm. is, that's why the key here is Josiah. This is the key. Because mm-hmm. Josiah, I believe God is pointing us all together with that broken altar, and saying that Josiah had the key of how we have to live. We're that generation now. We have yeah mm-hmm. the keys of how do you stand strong in the midst of darkness and corruption and still stay pure? How do you separate from the war, from the it's darkness true. and yet act upon the darkness? How do you actually change yeah. the course of history? How do you you know Josiah broke down the altars of his culture, the altars of his day. He broke them down. Well, we're called to do that too. I mean, you know, this is the first honor. Also, how do we break down the altars in our life that it shouldn't be there? The power there. What mm. were the powers that Josiah had that he used, that God called, that are for now and for the end times? Whatever happens to America, number one, we have a part in that, but also, you know, but also, regardless, we're in the end times. This is about the mm. end times because Josiah lived at the end of his nation's time. It's an end time thing. We are living. So even how do you deal with persecution? What do you do when the, when the government says you have to follow this and you have to bring your children to this, what do you do when that comes down to God or the government? What do you do? We're coming to that time. So, so the last hundred pages of the book are the Josiah manifest is actually the manifesto of the Josiah manifesto. How do we do it? How do we live? How do we overcome? Well, how do we protect our families? How do we make a difference? How do we, you know, how do we do what mm-hmm. God called us to do? That's mm-hmm. that's where it all goes to,
0: and you know the word of God says about King Josiah, there was none like him before him, and there was none like him after him. That's right. That he was raised up so uniquely uh, by God to to do what he did.
1: Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, the thing that that's you said something, it just triggered something in me. In this, and that is that so. Therefore, a Josiah generation is it can be like none before it and none after it. That is that the end times, you know, we, you know, people Amen. think of the end times, they think, you know, okay, it's just dark and dark. It's not just dark, it's dark and light. Because when you look there, you know, yeah, yeah, there's apostasy, but the word of God will go forth. There's apostasy, but the spirit of God is going to be poured out. So the thing mm-hmm. is that that one of the mysteries, Amanda, that I've seen is that that the end of the age mirrors the beginning of the age. Because The beginning of the age, number one, you had Israel in the world, then you didn't, and now you have it back. You know, yes, you had Jerusalem and Ju- you got it back. Ultimately, we're gonna have we're gonna have Messiah come back to, it. Began with Amen. the Mount of Olives, it's coming back to the Mount of Olives. And so now at the same time, there's another side to it because at the beginning of the age, it wasn't a Christian culture, it was a pagan culture, it was an yes. anti-Christian culture. Very. the book of Acts wasn't in a Christian culture. And so we're watching that go back to where it was. The world is going back to where it was. It's going yeah. from a quote Christian civilization, America, to an anti Christian, a and a pagan one. Well, if all these things are going back, then it's time that we go back to where we were at the beginning, which is the Book of Acts. You know that is the power of God. That is, you know, the Amen. church wasn't wasn't cultural; it was countercultural. The church wasn't status quo; it was revolutionary. The church didn't have a lot of necessarily a lot of worldly power, but it was filled with the power of God. And it literally changed the course of this planet. That's how it's supposed to be at the end, too. You know, at the end is that as well. The end will be like the beginning. We have to become like the book of Acts.
0: And, you know, in the time of the book of Acts in the government, not only was the government so incredibly corrupt, but they had sorcerers and diviners and others that were the advisors.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that what happens is in those days, those who are uh, evil, who before in other past times, they would have been in the shadows. They become lifted up and they become the rulers of the Saudi and the people of God are they're going to try to marginalize them and push them into the shadow, into, into the closet. But the thing is that, listen, this is exactly what happened in the book of Acts. We're not, you know, and so we are to, you know, God is never finished. That's one of the things that I felt, you know, I told you that because the day that I finished the return of the gods is the day that the altar broke and that that's the day the Lord said, basically, this is what you have to give them. And you have to give them an answer. You know, I, you know, every book that I've written, there's always hope at the end, but this one has is more than it's very specific. And it's more than that is that, that God is never finished. It doesn't matter, you know, what happens yeah. in the world. He's never out of plans. He's never out of purposes. He's never out of the spirit. And so therefore, this could be the greatest time for us. But we cannot be living intimidated. We cannot, you know, Josiah wasn't intimidated. Josiah was not react. He was not living a reactive life. He was living a proactive life. You know, he was not waiting for the darkness. What's it going to do next? And what do we do? He's saying, no, we've got a mission and we're supposed to be determining it, not the darkness. You know, and so that's what he did. And also, you know what Josiah did also? He gathered the entire nation together to celebrate Passover. Well, that's all about the lamb. And what it's saying is, you know what? Our power is never going to be, you know, we got to come back. The church has got to get back to that. The cross, the power of our, the lamb of God. That is the fact, everything's the lamb. We do things by the lamb, to the lamb, for the lamb, in the lamb, mm. by the lamb, by the by the lamb they overcame in the book of Revelation. So even that is part of what Josiah did. And also, you know, I have one part of the manifesto called agents of heaven on earth, heavenly agents on earth. We, we are here for a purpose. You cannot live your life just trying to survive or okay, oh, you know, it's gonna get worse. We have a, a, a role and a, God doesn't have anybody else. He has us. And so we have to become the agents of heaven on earth for such a time as this.
0: Amen, absolutely Amen. we do what we are created to do. We have to align with that, with, with what is written in heaven about us, what we are created to do. We have to align with that in this time for things to fire on all cylinders.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to, I've not shared this anywhere. It's probably <laughs> because what you do by affecting it, but I'm going to just do a, <laughs> it's at the very end of the book, but I never talk about it. I've never talked about it. Um, okay. An interview. Okay. But that, I told you that, you know, it all began in Cuba. Okay. Yes. That mm-hmm. It kind of ends in Cuba with the very last part of the manifesto. And that is that on the very day that I was called to open up that, that Jubilee, that, that, that month of that, that night, something happened. That night, I'm led to to um, they take me to an outdoor gathering at night, and uh, of believers. I didn't know who they were, but you know, tons of people. And I, I'm led to speak about the book of Joel, about Joel too. Okay. And so I so I have it all planned. The you know the locusts on before I even get up. They never saw I don't. They never saw a Jewish believer before. And so they're they're looking at me with a, the tali and the shofar, <laughs> and they're saying, well, "What? What? Who's it? Moses?" And hey, I got one.
0: I blow the shofar. I mean, we've got yeah. one.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so, so I, I'm getting ready to speak. I, don't, I never, I'm not even on the stage yet. And I'm going to talk about the locust. All of a sudden there's a plague of insects comes on everybody, on everybody. Just like for the book of Joel. I open up the book of Joel. What, I'm, I'm going, what's going on? I open up the book of Joel and the insects land on the scriptures about the locust. locusts. Okay? <laughs> so, <I'm>, so, <laughs> then the next thing it says, a day of darkness, all of a sudden everything goes dark. Everything is, the book of Joel is unfolding. Everything goes, everybody, they're all praying. They don't know what to do. They're panicking. Then, okay, this is the God, this is before the Lord, okay? Then it talks about, it says that the sons of Aaron, the priests have to intercede. We've got to have a holy gathering. Yes. Well, I'm from that line. You know, I'm from that line. Mm -hmm. And so, but, you know, and so all of a sudden, now uh, it talks about hope. The hope is you got to return to God. All of a sudden, a light appears over the darkness and it's going over. It's like close encounters going over. And, and, And everybody's looking and. Now I don't know what this thing, but this, this had to be some kind of Cuban uh, Holy Ghost uh, anointed uh, firefly. It was like two <laughs> inches of light, all you could see. And I'm going, Lord, what are you doing? I'm like praying like this, and all, and, it, and wow. it lands in my hand, and everybody's looking at me. Wow. It, it landed upside down, and it's glowing. So everybody, so now now all the lights come back on. The, the insects are gone, and they call me to speak. Now I'm to preach. Now. At that moment, I could have spoken. About, I could have spoken about tomato farming, and they would have repented because, because <laughs> of what happened. But but I speak about the Book of Joel, and I speak about that the last days, the power of God, the power of the Spirit, the power. Mm. And I speak, and I and at the end, you know, they're praying and all that, and and I said, let me. I'm going to sound the shofar. I sound the shofar, and I sound the shofar. At That moment, the heavens opened up, and a rain comes on everybody, as in the Book of Joel. Oh, I will okay. know, the former rains, the latter. Rain. It comes and then mm-hmm. it stops. I leave the stage about twenty minutes later. It says I'll send the latter rain. The next, another rain comes. It comes like, and, and this one doesn't stop. It, in twenty seconds, it becomes a deluge. It becomes a flood, and the people, instead of leaving, the spirit bursts out, and they're 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 praising, and the, the children are worshiping God. They're worshiping, worshiping in the rain, That's and weird. what you couldn't see where the rain's going, and the and the spirits beginning. It was a it was a picture of the last days. Of that's the end amazing. times, amazing. in the in you know it says it says God says I will show it in heaven the earth on heaven and earth and He did and it was a power that mm. listen with all these things ultimately listen we have the Spirit of God it's going to be stronger it's going to grow stronger yes. for the last day Amen the Amen. thing is that that we have to live in the Spirit well I don't care if you're a Baptist I don't care what you are we got to live in the Spirit that's walk in right the Spirit. Rise mm-hmm. in the spirit, it's so much more powerful than this world. And Amen. Josiah was led by the spirit, and that's why that's why he was he actually he was born for his day. He actually changed the course of, of his nation. We are born for this day. We're not accidents, we're born for this Amen. day. This is our time to rise. If the dark is getting darker, listen, it's time to, to, to turn up the light and get brighter. These could be the greatest days. If the bad is going from bad to worse, time for the good to go from Amen. good to great. This could let's we gotta be the book of Acts, and this is our time to rise. You know, God says I wasn't planning on saying this, but I'm just led to say God Praise says God, Kumi, man. Kumi ori va orech adonai arise, man of God, arise, woman of God, arise and shine, for your light is come, and the glory of the Lord shall rise upon you. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. Baruch Hashem. Oh, that was powerful. Praise God. I have to tell you something quick. I have never shared this publicly ever, but about 10 years ago, the Lord gave me a dream and you and I were walking in a house together. And the house, the inside of the house that the, the into the ceiling was exposed. And they were all piping everywhere. I was connecting one into the other. And you were walking around pointing up, showing me how everything in the houses connected. Wow. The Lord gave me this dream. I've never shared this publicly. I have held on to this, wow. but the Lord led me today. He said at some point you have to tell him. And wow. so I'm telling you, that happened. Wow, you know
1: what? First of all, I don't know what it is about your ministry, but I'm sharing things that I don't share and you're sharing (laughs) things that you don't share. The anointing. And that, that, yeah, and that goes right at that moment because you're saying piping, water, everything connected and Holy Spirit, which is that was the exact moment to share. That is very cool. I I had no idea. But that's our God. He's amazing. It is. He is an yeah. amazing
0: God. We serve an amazing, amazing God. Yeah. And we're going to put up one more time yeah. where everybody like can this. get this amazing book. There it is, the Josiah Manifesto. It's and if you email hello at arc of grace ministries.com, the first 50 people who email will buy the book for you and send it.
1: Wow. Here How we go. Cool. How cool. cool! And and please and also pray for your people in your life to you know we need to to share you know, or, you know to get it for them get it for people who don't know the Lord don't believe in God and those who need to be ready you know.
0: Amen. Amen. Yeah. We need to be ready. This has yeah. been such an amazing hour.
1: Oh, you got you. I, I yeah, man. I don't know. <laughs> I, there's something about it. You you God is giving you, you guys grace there. Um, and you know. Uh, it's something very special and it's it's totally, I, mm-hmm. I don't know any time when I'm being interviewed where so many Holy Spirit connections came, you know, and that is, that's the, the Lord's grace on you. And and listen, we're, there had to be a reason for the dream. It's for such a time as this. God mm-hmm. is putting everything together and he's pouring out his spirit. And, you know, you guys yeah, are very special, yeah. you know. Thank either, you. Even, even, without you? The, even without the bird, you're very special. <laughs>
0: well, thank you very <laughs> much. And we're hoping to get down to your church.
1: Oh, That's let us know, Let me know beforehand when it looks like it. So make sure I'm usually there in, okay. in, in Beth Israel and Garfield, but I'll make sure, you know, we can work that out.
0: Yeah, I will absolutely make sure. Rabbi Jonathan Kahn, thank you so much for joining us. It's so God wonderful you. when you come on. God
1: bless you. My, my joy. God, bless, God you.
0: bless you. God bless you. God bless you. And that concludes our interview with Rabbi Jonathan Kahn. That was an amazing hour. I just absolutely love it when he comes on because he's such a wealth of knowledge. The Lord has gifted him to be able to see these things. And so we absolutely love having him on. Mm. So we thank you. We thank you for joining us today. We pray you got a lot out of this. Once again, you can go to hello at arcofgrace-ministries.com. The first 50 people who write in and give us your name and full address, we will buy the book for you uh, and have it sent to you. Once again, it's the Josiah Manifesto. It's an amazing book. If you can get it, please get it. So God bless everyone. There it is, the broken altar. That's what it's all about. Gideon had to break down the altar too before they were delivered from the Midianites. There is a thread here with this. There is biblical precedent here for this. So God bless everyone keep the faith. We love you. Shalom. Shalom. Armor up according to Ephesians chapter six, Psalm 91, every single day. That's like a contract. Speak it. There is a lot of power in it. Uh, the Lord's prayer. I've started saying it every day. There is an order to that prayer. That's so important. One day we're going to teach on it because it's so important and have a wonderful rest of your day. Everyone, Chris, would you like to say anything before we leave? No, I'm, filled now he's filled he's had a full meal a full spiritual meal god bless everyone and i have to tell you something they work.
1: and wow, he's boom, and <laughs> he got power. I said, "No way!" And I don't know. I said, "Amanda, what? What did you do to him?" <laughs> to <told me? laughs>
0: so it's good. If you are looking for an excellent doctor, if you are looking to get healthier. If you are looking to understand why the things in your body operate the way they do, go to sherwood.tv forward slash Grace. Doctors Mark and Michelle Sherwood of the Functional Medical Institute in Tulsa, Oklahoma are there to help you with all of your medical needs. In fact, I am a patient of the functional medical institute and god bless dr sherwood because chris was a tough nut to crack on this but after over a year and a half chris is finally on board he is a patient of dr sherwood's and him listening and and implementing what dr sherwood has taught him has made a difference in his life so if you are interested and curious as to what they do, if you'd like to make an appointment, if you'd like to see what products they have, because they have some amazing products, go to sherwood.tv forward slash Amanda Grace. Thank you. you want to support an amazing patriot that's doing so much for our country and be a blessing, you can go to mypillow.com and use promo code ARC. ARK to save up to 66 percent or sometimes more off of all My Pillow products. They are so much more than just pillows. They have amazing bathrobes. They have sheets. They have slippers. They of course have pillows, and they even have dog beds. And I will tell you a fun fact: Noble, our pig at the animal sanctuary that many of you know and love, has indeed slept on a My Pillow dog bed. So if you'd like to be a blessing, go to mypillow.com and use promo code ARK. God bless everyone. If you are looking for advice on financial matters, if you think gold and silver is something that you should invest in, go to bh-pm.com today. Andrew Sorcini of Beverly Hills Precious Metals, who's been on Ark of Grace many times. He loves to answer our viewer questions. In fact, he's answered all sorts of questions about gold, silver, the markets, even the real estate market, he's been kind enough to answer questions about. So if you would like more information, If this is something you would like to invest in, please go to bh-pm.com today, that is bh-pm.com. Hello everyone, it's Amanda Grace. I'm here to talk to you today about this incredible product that I use every day called Power Team. It is 130 raw superfoods. And I have to tell you, it is one of the most amazing products I have ever used. I take it every day. It helps me with energy. It helps feed my cells at the cellular level. It helps me with clarity and focus. It helps with so many things and functions in your body, including your gut as well. So if you would like to learn more about this product, if you would like to learn the 130 raw superfoods that are in this product, please go to the link below, or you could go to arkofgrace-ministries.com and go to our shop section, and you will find Power Team there as well. Thank you, everyone. at our sanctuary. They also have outdoor ones. They actually yield 30% more and grow the vegetables three times faster. So if you would like to learn more, go to amandagracegrows.com. God bless. Hello everyone. It's Amanda Grace. I'm here to talk to you today about reawaken America. I have had the honoring and humbling privilege of being able to be part of reawaken america since the first one was had at rima bible college in tulsa Oklahoma, in april of 2021 i have watched so many moments happen for the glory of god at reawaken america we have seen people healed delivered set free we love to pray for people at reawaken america we have had the honor of praying alongside some amazing people uh, Marty Grisham from Loudmouth Prayer, Pastor Todd Coconado, who also deals in deliverance. And we have seen people's lives changed. We have seen them set free. We have seen people who are come seeking. And the Lord says, when you seek, you shall find. And you knock, the door shall be opened unto you. They have been seeking, and those seeds get planted for the glory of God at reawaken America. The Word of God says it is the knowledge of the truth that shall set free. You free, and this is what we are doing at Reawaken America. You get biblical truth, you get a foundation of the Word of God, and you also get necessary information right now to help you understand what is going on in America and the world. And I am humbled and honored that General Flynn and Clay and Clark would even let me be a part of this. And people need the word of the lord in this hour that is what they need they need those who are willing to boldly stand up and with the conviction and the authority from god speak the word of the lord into their lives it is a catalyst it is life changing and and we praise the lord that we have continued in this and we hope to see you at upcoming events that are happening this year We hope we get to pray over you at these upcoming events.